The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Whether you need a whole meal ready to eat or you're looking for some options to make meal prep a bit easier, the deli at Lakewinds has options for everyone. Rotisserie chickens are a lifesaver, and Lakewinds has cage-free chicken from Caddy Jan that are perfectly roasted and ready to eat. They're available in whole or half sizes, and these birds are great as a main course or used in pastas, fajitas, or salads. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I make a quick Caesar wrap with flatbed from the deli, chicken and local romaine lettuce topped with Salad Girl's dairy free lemony Caesar dressing. It is so easy and so delicious. Grab and go pizzas are also in the deli. They've got handmade whole wheat dough, organic tomato sauce, and sustainably sourced toppings that make these pie a healthy alternative to typical pizza parlor fare or what you would cook in the frozen section. Try creative toppings like barbecue sauce instead of pizza sauce. And that rotisserie chicken with chopped red onion and cilantro makes a perfect barbecue chicken pizza. Brussels and kale salad are also in season right now with organic leaves of kale, roasted Brussels, raisins and parmesan they all come together in this deli favorite pair them with homemade main dishes and you guessed it again the lakewoods rotisserie chicken the deli even has desserts too there's carrot cake and vegan chocolate cake everything for you at lakewoods lakewoods food co-op is in minnetonka chanhassen and richfield with delivery from instacart find out more at lakewoods.com Every time we like you come back in, you you start up here, and then I and then go, you down. go down. Stephanie Mart, Stephanie Hansen, people you know, people you love, Stephanie's you appreciate. Hopefully, yes, <laughs> all Stephanies are good. No, do you know no. any bad Stephanies? I know a bad Stephanie. I'm not going to say which one, which is even more controversial. Oh yeah, because it's I'm should I go through the list of it? Could be Stephanie Shim, Stephanie Meyer, Stephanie Blomquist, all of our Stephanie friends. Yep. Stephanie, there are a million. There's three Stephanie Hansons in town too. Yeah, yeah, that I know. Yeah, so that's weird. Um, so I'm assuming it's none of those Stephanies. There's just the bad Stephanies out there, and there are a few. Yeah, why not bad Stephanies? Why not? Um, all right. So in this hour, we're going to talk to our friend Scott Pampu. He's doing something that's kind of cool. But before that, we're going to give you our top two in hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top Two, Top Two. The Top Two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two. With him, with him, with him, with him. So I was, of course, trying to get Stephanie to tell me who the bad Stephanie was, but she won't. Maybe I'm the bad Stephanie. You that are the bad the Stephanie. Irony. Okay, so top two in hour two is where we tell you two things that we are kind of obsessed with. It can be a myriad of different things. Stephanie March, why don't you start today? All right, I'm going to start with something really ridiculous and simple, which is something I had last night. Butter. A, no. Well, I mean, every night. Every day. Every day, every night. It was a baked potato. Oh, they're I'm very underrated. Underrated. And and for me personally, I don't make them. I don't make them. Now, you remember, as soon as it gets cold, I start to crave potatoes. I remember forgot this. this. Yes. yes. This is my... The potato cravings have started. Yes. The internal, the 
the internal parka that comes from potatoes, which is my body saying it's going to get cold pretty soon. So I, but I haven't, I've been watching it all week and I hadn't been craving it. And last night I made pot roast and I thought, Yum. I know I made pot roast and Brussels sprouts. And then I was like, I don't want, you know, and then I thought I have these potatoes. I'm like, and I don't want to make mashed potatoes, but I decided to make a baked potato and I Yum. haven't made one in forever. And you guys just all with like the last hour of the pot roast going and all I did was take these three russets and I, you know, I, I stabbed them with a knife and then I rubbed them in olive oil and I set them right on the grill on the stove rack. So for the last hour of the pot roast going, they were baking. Yum. It was brilliant. Like crispy outer skin, that flaky, you know, sort Yum. of fluffy interior. So much butter, so much salt, so simple. That's it. And I, I don't think I've made a baked potato. Jake actually looked at me and goes, I don't know if you've ever made a baked potato. And I was Did like, you like it? Yeah. Are you a skin eater? Yeah. I'm a skin eater too. Yeah. Like I that's well, really what yeah. I want about the baked potato is I eat the entire literal potato. Yeah. No, it's I mean like that's why you rub it with olive oil and you crisp yeah. it on the outside. You want the skin. I yeah. So anyway, I just I put I you know, it's like the funny thing is I actually googled baked potato because like <laughs> I don't I was like is there a baked potato tech that I'm supposed to know about that I haven't thought about and I think about it when I grew up, I made them in the in the microwave. So I had a special trivet, like a, this little like weird trivety thing that was made of like straw that I put in my mom's microwave, but I would do it after high school. And I remember like cut meal. Yeah. I remember like slitting the top and then stabbing the bottom, sticking it on there and putting it in the microwave for six minutes. And that's what I remember. But I was like, but that's not what I want to do here. And these were big and I thought I wanted to have the crisp and I've got the oven going anyway. So I actually Googled it, which I think is hysterical because some people were like, do it twice. Like put it in at 425 for 20 minutes, then take it out and do this thing and then put it back in for another thing. And I was like, mm, no, yeah, no. I thought I don't need the tech. Sometimes I start them in the microwave if I'm in a hurry and oh. I've only got like 20 minutes. I'll cook them for like 10 to 12, but then I finish them in the oven because I want the crispy skin. Yeah. Can I delve into your pot roast situation a minute? Sure. Pot roast is a dish I have not perfected and I don't make it very well. Oh and my it's God. like the easiest thing in the world it is, and I don't do it right. It is my throwaway how easy it is. So do you do like a tomatoey sauce nope. pot roast? No. So you sear your chuck roast. Yeah. Then you do what? I basically heat up. Here's the, the easiest thing. I heat up a bunch of butter. I salt and pepper and season my the meat. I sear one side. I flip it. I sear the other. And then I pour in a can of stout lager or stout beer. And then I throw either stock, beef stock, uh, beef stock or chicken stock even, and sometimes water, just enough to submerge it. I throw in uh, just a chunk of onions and a chunk of uh, garlic, like probably about 10 cloves of garlic because I like to take it and smash it over the top afterwards. And then I throw in a bunch of rosemary. I cover it. I stick it at 375 for three hours. Done. That's it. That's all I do. Okay. So then you take it out. Yeah. And you take the meat out and you've got the au jus And stuff. I don't do anything with it. That's okay. the thing that my kids hate about me probably. I'm not a gravy person. I don't make gravy. But you could easily make gravy from that au jus. Oh, 100%. Okay. I but I don't do anything with it because I I mean, other than I take out the garlic, I take out the yeah. onions. Um, and I, like I said, I smash that beautiful garlic on the top of the meat, but mostly I don't do anything Yum. with the jus because I usually have vegetables. I already have too much on the plate. Okay. Time. I'm going to try this because I'm always like uh, Barefoot Contessa, whose recipes I love, 
I've made her pot roast, but it's not my favorite because it's kind of tomatoey saucy. See, I don't think, and that's the thing is, I want the fat and the beef and like the beef. I want to taste that. Yeah, it's not to me a vehicle because anything braised that you know much for three hours and has that beautiful sort of uh, softness to it. I don't want to really mask that. Okay, I want the texture of that. All right, so I'll give you my first top two in hour two is the heavy table. It's back. They, our friend James Norton and his wife Becca Dilly and their cadre of foodies have brought the heavy table back. You can get it through a subscription on uh, uh, Patreon. And I'm a subscriber and I'm pleased. And welcome back, friends. It's been a while and I'm glad you're back. Good. All right. Your second. Uh, my second is, oops, I just did something silly. Um, my second is uh, actually the Nicole Pacini who took over my Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw share the mic hashtag share the mic where, you know, women who uh, white women who have, you know, sort of a large platform. Instagram following or a platform. We share the mic and I gave Nicole my Instagram. You guys girl lived it up. I could not be happier about what she did. I basically, if you think about it, it's a little bit scary. You give them your Instagram yeah. for the day that she had my password. She could have done whatever she and Lachelle Cunningham, who of course we love and is, you know, one of the, uh, she's working at the good acre. She's chefing over there, but she's also does Lachelle's kitchen and she does a whole bunch of other stuff. She's a chef. They went to town. They tooled around the city and hit all just so many great black owned businesses. I was so glad to see Taste of Rondo's shrimp uh, etouffee. The, oh my God. No. Yeah. It was gumbo or no, it was shrimp and grits. Oh, it was so shrimp and grits. So and good. I was literally dying for it. Like I've never been more jealous of my own feed. I literally was sitting there like, oh man. And then the fact that they did stories and they did like, it was fun. They had drinks and then they ended up, they went to go see Gerald class at his new bad wings. And then they went to the two scoops ice cream shop which has great ice cream yes and then they ended up i love it at tommy's pizza at the end of the night and shot video in the car and i just i i couldn't have loved it more so it's nicole pacini her handle is minneapolis entree panure which i love and she's just a foodie and she's just wonderful so if you see any of that and she shared a beautiful story um you know kind of a harrowing tale where she had an experience much like brianna taylor's in her past and it, so she you know, she had fun, but she was also very thoughtful. And I thought it was a wonderful thing. It was great. I enjoyed it very much. Okay. My second is Alexis Bailey Vineyards. They have, I learned about this through my heavy table newsletter. They have a Sunday jazz that they're doing and it's in Hastings. It's from one thirty to four thirty. You bring a blanket and some chairs and you get a bottle of their wine and you can order a large picnic box for 21 bucks. And they do it each week that the box has meats in it, cheese, uh, fruit and crackers and then they have jazz bands, and they've extended this through Sundays throughout October. So if you want to get out into the vineyard and you just want to take a little drive to Hastings, Hastings is like 40 minutes. It's not even far. Um, going out there for an afternoon of jazz outside, socially distanced, sounds real nice right about now. Um, I love that. And also I love, there's they're, they've been doing this on Friday nights in Dundas at Keepsake Cidery. I love that place too. Yeah, and they they kind of have the same idea. They have live music and that's a great other place to, to kind of head up. If so start about making your outside plans because it's been a little chilly, I'm not going to lie, but we're going to get six weeks here of nice autumnal weather. We're headed up in temperature today. It's going to be great. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to our friend Scott Pampoo, who texted me during the break. Are you kidding? You're telling everybody that you don't know how to make pot roast. Nope, I don't. We'll be back.
Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. And I know you're wondering, who is Common Ground Minnesota again? Well, let me tell you, it's women in agriculture. These are women farmers who are right here in Minnesota volunteering their time to talk to you guys about food and how it's grown and how and why they grow it. That's Common Ground. Common Ground is, you know, a place where you can go and you can ask those questions about why they grow the food that they're growing and how they're growing it and how that affects the, your family and what they're eating. This is the greatest part about these guys is that they're just up for discussion because, of course, we all love to talk about food, right? So at Common Ground Minnesota, they have a new website, commongroundminnesota.com, and it's a great new site with, it's got farmers, it's got topics, it's got a great blog, it's got heat recipes, there's farm dogs. I don't know what else you could ask for, really. Common Ground Minnesota is a great spot. You can also check them out on Instagram, at commongroundminn, and of course on Facebook, at Common Ground Minnesota. It's a great place for everybody to go and have a conversation. Sorry, we did it again. We did it again. We missed the window. So um, we have a listener. Phil has outed you. Except, so Phil is unofficial paid researcher Phil, who is a big fan of the Jason and Alexis show. And he went back to my Instagram. He's like, Stephanie, don't don't fool Stephanie March. You made pot roast. Here it is on your Instagram. Here's the thing, folks. That was Sunday dinner at my mother-in-law's. Yeah. She made the pot roast because I don't make pot roast. Oh, Phil! And I was Big like, news, please Phil. make pot roast because I don't know how to make this. So, sorry, Phil. Uh, it was delicious, though. Oh, my God. I and I know so that much. that was my mother-in-law's because that's her platter. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, Sunday dinners in the fall and winter, typically, we eat... Well, we eat at the cabin with my mother-in-law because, obviously, we spent the summer with her. But Sunday dinners... We rotate her cooking or me cooking, and I always ask her to make the things that I don't know how to cook, and pot roast is one of the things, and my husband loves her pot roast. So, anyway, we have our friend Scott Pampu on the line, (laughs) who was giving me grief about not knowing how to make uh, pot roast, and Scott, you're actually at the farmer's market today. Yes, yes, down in Minneapolis, uh, trying to to beat all the, uh, the masses that come down usually around 11 or noon. So I'm the an 11 o'clocker. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you looking for today, Scott? What are you making? Uh, well, it's, uh, I, I don't have anything specific. See, that's, that's the difference between me and a lot of people is I will go to the market. Then I decide what I'm going to make. Yeah. Um, based that's upon what, what I see, do. the one, the one thing that if you're not buying right now, that's, that's, that's going to be my bit here. If you're not buying ground cherries right now, you are not from Minnesota. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah and I've cherries. seen these are in the paper husks, and I've oh seen God, a lot yes. of people. What do you do with them? Put them in your face. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you just open them and eat them. Yep, <laughs> that's mean, what I do. Feel, you know, um, but there's, uh, so last week I tested them because there were some a couple of weeks ago that were a little tart. They weren't as plump and juicy um, as I like, and I got some last week. And I tested, I took half, half of them and pickled them. And I took the other half and I made a simple syrup with a little bit of clove and brown sugar. And I basically just macerate them in simple syrup for cocktails. Okay, you had me at pickling and Salt. cocktails. Salty and sweet, that's yep. all you need. Yep, I love it. So, Scott, yeah. you've been on our show a number of times over the last couple of years. Um, you taught me how to break down a chicken at a class at the Good Acre. That was yep. a skill I think everybody needs to learn, and I am so yep. glad you taught us how to do that. 
And you Thank are. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You are back doing cooking classes that are going to be videoed. You and Lynn Rosetto Casper are working with uh, the Linden Hills Farmers Market and doing some cooking classes. What's up? Well, what's up is I still pinch myself every time we have conversations that I am talking to the Lynn Rosetta Casper. Hands Rightly down. So. Amazing. Uh, this, this woman, um, is some, somebody that everybody in, in Minneapolis, if you don't know about her, um, I don't know what planet you're living on. So, um, I sit and have conversations with her. We try and put recipes together. We try and put menus together and it turns into like a food history class. Yeah. She's right? the former I mean, host of the Splendid Table. Yes. Yeah. So we we discuss everything from her travels to who she's cooked with. Um, I love her to death. She is the only person that I know that like refers to some of my idols and icons by their first name. And when I when I kind of stop her and I'm like, Do you mean and she's like, Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. That person. I'm like, Okay. Um, this is you know, I just I feel so lucky. So really this came out of the Linen Hills Farmers Market had to, not saying the P word, had to adjust. And there's they, nothing wrong with saying pivot. <laughs> <laughs> if it is not the word of the year, I don't know what is. It is the word of the it, year. Anyway, so it, this came out of knowing the folks over at Linden Hills Farmers Market. Obviously, Lynn has, you know, had uh, a relationship with them over the years. And just on a whim, um, they were looking for somebody to do some cooking demos. And so I started talking to them and I was like, well, why don't we get Lynn involved? Totally on a whim, totally as if she would say yes. Right. And, um, they were like, yeah, we could ask her. And the next thing I know, I'm on a three hour zoom call with Lynn and, um, Dan and Libby from the market. And we just decided that we're going to start doing this. And here we are. And we're, you know, we started with sort of the end of summer. The first recipe is Lynn's heirloom tomato gazpacho, which is amazing. Um, And then I've got a recipe coming up um, using kind of the end of summer sweet corn and the beginning of fall apples. Yum. And, um, yep. And I think, it calls for a ton of fresh herbs. It's sort of sweet and savory. Um, it incorporates a little bit of cheese. Um, so that's coming out, I believe, next week. And then we have another one where Lynn does this really simple, quick, uh, kind of no-bake um, dessert using some jam from the market, using Shepherd's Way. Um, they have this beautiful fresh cheese, Hope. Uh, Shepherd's Way, Hope it's called. Hope, that's the um, name little... of our producer, Hope. Well, there you go. Great connection. Hope, you should make that dessert. <laughs> and uh, and um, so, yeah, we have these three, you know, videos. Uh, you know, as we say, they're in the can, right? And then we're going to put out um, our next one. I think we're working on is sort of as everything comes in the fall, we're going to try and adjust to 
doing more quick three to four minutes. Um, you're going to get a pickle. You're going to get a jam. You're going to get a conserve. You're going to get maybe a shrub in there. Um, and it's going to be more sort of building the pantry out of everything in the fall. And the way this um, the way this works is you can go to uh, the website, which is yep. Frank and Ernest uh, You can watch these videos. They have the recipes and you can pre-order these local produce produce ingredients from the market. And then yep. you can curbside pick them up so yep. you can get all your ingredients. Then you can join along and watch the video and cook along with them. And, you know, LindenHillsFarmersMarket.org, they're listed on both spots. And then you have, you have the ability to go online and shop between Monday and Thursday, put everything in your cart, and then on Saturday morning, they will have a box for you with everything you've ordered ready and waiting, and you just drive into the uh, hardware uh, store parking lot down at Linden Hills, and they find your name, they throw it in your uh, trunk, and you're good to go. Couldn't you be got easier. everything for the week. Yeah, it yeah. could be easier. It's, a it's really, amazing. I wonder if this kind of shopping for farmer's markets will kind of, like, it, it's, it's, it's easier actually than, you know, than the grocery store, which sometimes their pickup and delivery stuff is, gets backed up so far. Like, being able to count on knowing what you're getting every Saturday is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think this is, this is, this is absolutely, you know, the technological version of farm direct yeah Mm -hmm. right this is this is you going straight to the farmer uh ordering your produce it comes up to the cities it gets pulled together and you're back in your house cooking faster than you can imagine i love it scott pampoo lynn rosado casper cooking classes thanks for being on the show we really appreciate it enjoy your farmer's market hall today and we did put a link up on the facebook page So you can see the classes and get the recipe and order your produce before the class. We'll be right back. Do you know this year for Weekly Dish, we're going to be on the air on Halloween? Is there a Halloween this year? Do we get to have Halloween or has Halloween been canceled? you can still eat candy. I mean, I think that you buy your own candy and... Just have a just make your own ball. I don't know. Will people... I would be love... I would love to know. Will people... Go take their kids door to door and go Halloweening, trick or treating. Probably not. I don't know. It's a good question, Stephanie. I really don't know the answer. I was trying to get our family to do something different for Christmas. I was like, you know, it's buying gifts. Like, it's going to be kind of hard to be out and about shopping. So maybe we should like do homemade gifts or something different. And they all just looked at me like I had three horns growing out of my head. Yeah. And Thanksgiving, like who's coming to Thanksgiving? Okay, so this is actually one of the questions that, you know, we were all facing because, of course, I'm writing the November issue right now. And so for the magazine world, we're like, how will people do Thanksgiving? Will they Stephanie do Thanksgiving? works at MSP Magazine, if anyone listening doesn't know yet. <laughs> Sometimes you got to set the table. That's true. Sometimes we got to set the table. Um, and actually, I, the segment that we were going to do just now, I don't really have anything for. So I'm going to pivot. <laughs> Please do. I'm going to pivot Pivot. into something a little bit along these lines, because one of the questions was, um, you know, will people how will people do Thanksgiving? You know, we were thinking we're talking about it and like, what will they um, 
what, you know, what kind of things will they have people over? Will they do it? You know, will they not have the huge one, but maybe will they make less things? Will they, how do they, what do you think is your mind right now? I don't know because part of what is going to be happening at this same time is many of the colleges are releasing the students at Thanksgiving to come home for the holiday. And then they're not going to bring them back to campus for in-person learning. In a lot of cases, they're going to distance learn because they're worried about the flu season and having a double threat flu season. Mm -hmm. So we're now like all our college kids are coming home with their coronavirus germs. Yeah. And so for a lot of people that have grandparents and older vulnerable adults or people that are immune compromised, I don't know if you want your college kid that has just come home to be sitting at the table across from grandma. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think probably for my personal family, we will all have small Thanksgivings on our own and not on our own and not try to get together. Yeah. I think that there is uh, I think there's a the, there's an idea that it will kind of. Yeah, it won't be the big stuff. I think people will still do things. But I think there's a, a difference, too, is I think we are going to see an impact of whether or not that means that we the turkeys that are ordered. Are we going to is it possible that this year we don't do the 20 town bird because we don't have that many people? Is it possible this year? Maybe we don't do a bird. I will tell you that last night, and this will be news to any of my children who are listening, except for the ones who decided it, we decided not to do turkey this year. We're not going to have a bird for Thanksgiving. We're going to bury a pig. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do a suckling pig, and we're going to dig a pit in our yard and bury it and do it. That's fantastic. I know. And I'm glad you're doing that. I'm going to dig the pit ahead of time because it's going to be cold. But seriously. But that's interesting to me, too, in that, Suckling pig, like, so you're going to have your 10 kids and their spouses and the peeps. For us, we, we, I mean, we will likely be, let's see, it'll be one, two, three, four, five, six at the most. Okay. Six, because, yeah, because my daughter and her husband go to his family. That's his Jewish, like, Christmas. Yeah. Thanksgiving is their version of, like, everybody gets together. Now. Do they call it Jumas? No, I, I don't know if they do or not. But they, they basically, do. they basically, that's going to be their gathering. Although I don't know if they'll do it this year. I don't know. That That's a huge family. That side is a massive amount of kids and blended and families and all this stuff. And it's this really great time. We always, you know, kind of watch from afar. And they, I don't know. I don't know if they'll do it this year. We'll have to find out. It is interesting because I was thinking, well, we might have Kurt's mom, who's Dolores's elderly, 80 something. I said her age on the air once yeah, and then you, people you were like, yeah. mm-hmm. don't say it. Yeah. So Dolores and then Kurt and me and Ellie and her girlfriend probably. And then my sister will probably do like her immediate family. They've got also a grandma that's not doing so hot. And then my stepdad who's alone will probably be maybe with his daughter and, and her kids. Because normally we wouldn't have them. Like normally we would kind of invite everyone to the table. Right. But I don't know. Do you think it'll be? Well, okay. So then if you think about like, right, how are we going to do holidays? Don't know. As we go forward. Would you rather sacrifice? I mean, I think I know the answer. And when I'm asking it, it's obvious. We all know how I feel. But would you rather sacrifice Christmas or Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Would you? Yeah, but the Thanksgiving is your holiday. That's right. your high That's holiday. That's how I feel about And it. I love Thanksgiving, but I can make... Because we used to travel at Thanksgiving because my daughter was a downhill ski racer. So I spent a lot of Thanksgivings in VRBO condos in random places, rolling the pie out with a bottle of wine. You know, we would have you chicken have instead had, of the turkey. Okay. 
So like you've we, had an, oh, an odd Thanksgiving traditions anyway. Always. And when we actually can make like the giant meal at home with our Dutch oven and our silver and like that feels like an amazing gift. And we've only been able to do it a couple times because all through Ellie's high school years, we were traveling for, for skiing. So for you, Christmas is more traditional. Like you have more of the, you have more of like, we a- have a big Christmas dinner. We have a big Christmas Eve dinner. We have the Swedish smorgasbord. Like we have all of these things we do and they're going to be really different. Yeah, I don't do. And for me, Christmas has always been a crapshoot. I mean, ever since, you know, as a, you know, a, a, a daughter of a single mother, you know, and then, you know, we just sort of didn't always have the same. And it was always sometimes it was just us. And so you don't like make these huge things. And sometimes we would travel, but, and then to go into my own personal adult life, to be one of, you know, a, a multifaceted split <laughs> situation, yep. you know, like m- the majority of my kids aren't biologically mine. So they have other commitments and now they're starting to get married. So they have even more other commitments and other places to be. And now I think with Christmas, there's pressure for some reason. Yes, I get Thanksgiving other than Megan and Andrew, but like, that's a thing that we do. We know we have it. We do it. But like Christmas to me is just like there's so much pressure and there's and the gift pressure and all this other stuff. I don't ever feel that I could just I could not have Christmas and be fine. OK, so that's what I think. Um, I think the gift giving is going to be weird, too. Do you? Yeah, because like a lot of times like and I'm going to make a pledge to do this right now. But most of the time I try to buy local gifts. It's going to be like I go to holiday markets and I go to, you know, and I'm trying to find local personal gifts. You know, that's all going to be online probably because there isn't going to be holiday markets necessarily. And if there are, they're going to be outside, socially distanced. You're not probably going to have, you know, big markets inside places. Interesting. The local markets. Yeah, the local maker markets. Yeah, I'm working on a maker's market that's going to happen at Seaver's Corn Festival for Fall Festival for October. And we have vendors, but many of the vendors are afraid to come out. Really? Yes. Are they afraid to come out because they think they're going to get set up and do it and then people aren't going to come? Or are they afraid for their own health? They're afraid for their own health. They're going to just sit this year out. Really? So all those markets and the breweries and the cideries, like, I don't anticipate any of that happening. So do you think the holodazzle is not going to happen? They say it is. They did. They have said. And they are outside. So I think they are more likely to be able to put something together. But I think it'll be a smaller footprint. I don't think that the mass hordes of people. I mean, we don't. We haven't had outdoor events. We can't. Renaissance Festival is a drive-thru. Yeah. Did you hear that? I did. They're doing a food parade. Yeah. And even at Seavers, like, you know, normally they could get 10,000 people out there in a day. That's not happening. It's very small. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so holiday markets. Yeah. Remember last year, like every weekend and from Thanksgiving, oh, we hit them every weekend, we would go. And after the show, yeah, yeah I don't anticipate. I'm the not breweries, hearing any If you of think that. about the breweries, the traffic that they got from all of their holiday markets, that's another thing to think about as far as like the way that places are going to have to deal with winter. And if you're already dealing with, let's say that the pool of marketeers, people that are willing to go out, it's, I think it's like less than 20%. It's been small. Wow. And all my people who I always can count on, they're like, oh, we're going to sit this one out. And so are they doing online, though? Like like my Some, favorite Muddy Mouth cards, you know, yeah. which is what I love. <laughs> God, I love those I ladies. love her, too. And I've ordered a few things online. I've from ordered them. some stuff online from her, too. Yeah. But 
could be fair. Like I'm in this business of makers and I know who these people are and I know how to find them. Yeah. Most people like no, you go to don't. a market, you don't remember the name maybe of muddy mouth cards. You just remember the lady has these great cards or like, um, the, there's that sauce, that hot sauce that both you and I bought. Oh Yeah. Uh, that has a the skull guy. On yes, it. I can't remember pickled pear. Yeah, or it's the it's the miso pear. hot sauce. Yes, Love and it. so like I know I can find them and get that. But I got introduced to that at a market that was at Wagner's Greenhouse that um, Linden Hills Farmers Market put together. So. Yeah, it's, I think, just going to be a really different time. Well, I would love to hear the shop girl's perspective on this, too, by the way. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, if we could have had them, they're probably here somewhere, but we're not supposed to talk to them yet. No, so. and we can't be in the studio no, together no, with harms, no, and it gets no. all weird. Hey, I do want to shout out one quick food thing that um, about this, like the idea of small places that are now online and artisans and everything mm-hmm. else. Asa's Bakery. I don't know if you guys remember the Bialis and the bagels. This guy was doing such a great, like he was such a small business person who was like quit his day job to make bagels and Bialis and bake bread. And he was just kind of getting going as the pandemic hit and shut everything down. They're back um, and they are up. Uh, He is selling online. And what he's doing is you can order. He opens up ordering on Friday and you can then pick up the Thursday the following week. But Great Bialis, great sourdough, really great cheddar scallion bread. I'm going to put his link up again. Yum. Because I just want to support him. And yeah, and actually, I want to go eat that right now, but I can't. So. And it's interesting. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll take a break and we'll come back. But it's yeah. interesting what you're talking about, too, which is so much of our eating is planned. It like has to be planned. If you want those bagels, you got to five days I in advance. I hate this part of this. So does my husband. He's like, it. well, I'll just go and... Stop by blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you, you can't. Won't. Or like, hey, let's go to bad weather. And just I'm like, we don't have a reservation. Like you really have to this be more the planful about your time. There's no more just popping in. And I'm super privilege about it and I get it. Like I know how like silly it is and that I want what I want. But I do. I want what I want. But I want what I want. I want what I want. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are just winning at this music thing where we wrap it up in time. Um. We got uh, we got the end of the show, you guys. Thank you for being here and listening this whole time. We are kind of, you know, it's kind of a crazy day, I think. Yes. Crazy. It's getting warmer, though. Is it? Yeah, I think so. It's going to get warmer. So I'm getting in the van and I'm starting to drive to the campgrounds and to the boondocking and pulling over into the Walmart parking lot, perhaps, yeah. if we need a place to stay. Is that what you do? You can stay in Walmarts overnight and... Yeah, it's kind of a, if you're on the road and you don't have a place, a lot of the campgrounds are starting to close down now for the winter time. Colorado, South Dakota, they've already had a lot of snow. Oh, yeah, my nephew. <laughs> and that's where we're driving through. Yeah. So, Oof. yeah, I'm Never like, did. gosh, do I have warm enough clothes? I don't know. Yeah. Hats, coats, gloves, Not hiking. Ready. Not ready. I know. So we'll see. Hey, I wanted to let you guys know September is Hunger Action Month. And this is important. This is a thing that you Very. guys can take the time. And I'm going to keep giving you every week uh, little tips and tricks on how to do it. Besides, obviously, supporting Second Harvest Heartland. And I know I know that Minnesotans really showed up when people were in need, like during the civil unrest and everything else. We all said, I will shop for you and I will give you food. But remember, it's also some of the small things that we do. It doesn't have to be a massive panic. It doesn't have to be this. There's hunger every day and all the time. Um, I wanted to 
shout out to my friend Craig Dremel and his organization called Community Driven. And this is a thing, you guys, where this is a 5013C or whatever nonprofit. It's a legal nonprofit, but it's a couple guys and they have a van and they have a bike, <laughs> a bike trailer, you know. And what they do is they go to grocery stores and they go to restaurants and they rescue food before it gets tossed, you know, because it's too ugly or because something is, you know, it's just the time. Um, and they rescue food and then they bring it to a lot of churches and grassroots uh, organizations that are helping people because sometimes they get missed on the big, you know, the big tours or the big organizations or maybe they've missed a date or whatever. Um, so they're doing the good work and they have rescued you guys since May through August. They rescued $83,000 worth of food that would have gone to a landfill. And I think this is such important work that they're doing. They're running out of cash. And so they're only able to pick up two days a week right now. And that's like gas and time and all the stuff. Um, and so I'm going to put a link up to their website because you can sign up to donate like five bucks a month. Like, think about this. If you didn't have to go grocery shop, you know, and then run to a place to donate, you can just give five dollars a month to these guys. And then they're going to go do the work and get it right into the hands of people in need. So the this food, is a really good thing. The food insecurity that people are facing in the Twin Cities is at its greatest level it's ever been. Yeah. And, and, and it's real and it's real and and people are working hard at the highest levels for sure but i also want to highlight some of the people who are working at the lowest levels, levels. Yeah. yeah and, and this is just this is the point it's like these are people who are doing good things because they see that need they see it in their communities and they're willing to put their time into this kind of thing and so i feel like for me yeah i can give craig five bucks a month for a year and that'll help sustain them mm-hmm. you know that's a really great thing I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Um, wondering if you are have well, you're going to be gone. You don't care necessarily about the football game on Sunday. Oh, I actually <laughs> do kind of care about do the you? Packers versus the Vikings. I cared about the NFL in theory. Yeah, I liked the moment of unity. I was a little disappointed about the booing. Yeah, but you know, just line up the long list of disappointments politically that I feel every day. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of football being back to watch. I mean, it's something new and different. Yeah. It feels like you should at least make chili. I feel like I, I, like cooking I, during I don't care about games. anything about the sports balls. It's I just want to eat the food. Yeah, totally. That's I'm it. with you. But That's like my husband will be watching the game and I'm cooking upstairs, watching the Food Network, making chili or something. Right. I know. Yeah. Okay. I like I, I like all the fall cooking. Um, I am starting to get more earnest in my instant potting. Yeah. Thinking about that, thinking about making my broth again. I first have to move because I can't move any more food. No, than you I have already to stop have. canning and doing everything. And I else. have an entire freezer full again. So you did see that there's a run on canning supplies. Um, yes. You, is that because of you? I was pandemic prepared. Yeah, you were already Do you know how ready. Many flats of like ball jars and pints I bought this year. Six. Six times 12. That's how many things I've made. Wow. And I've given away a ton. That's a lot. But yeah. And again, whole freezer full of food. But I am in the van. Like, and in fact, I should tomorrow on the Jason show, on his TV show, I'm actually doing. No, it's it's Monday. Monday. Sorry. It's not Sunday. Monday. I'm doing a segment from the van. That'll be very interesting. We're zooming it. Kurt will help me, but we're going to talk about like cooking in the van. I'll show you the van. I'll this show you my provisions, my good. refrigerator, yep. what pots and pans Love we it. use. Love it. Because we are stocked and ready to go. We're going to be on the road for, I think, almost three weeks. Make sure you're well lit uh, inside the van. 
Oh. Make the light. Oh, I bought a ring. Okay, good. Because my first segment that I did on fried chicken on TV on Zoom was so dark yeah. that you couldn't even That's see it. Yeah, I was worried about that. Yeah, no, I am I am trying to improve my at-home TV ability. Okay. It's challenging, though, because oh. you're holding, someone's holding the computer and totally random. My little niece, who's 10 years old, has a TikTok following sure. that I just found out about that she makes food with American Girl kitchen setup and American Girl sized little things. And she like had a thing where she made a milkshake in an American Girl blender. Like she uses like real food. 75,000 people yeah. have liked this little video and she's showing it to me. She's like, Steffi, look, look. Because I went to their house to drop something off and she has like an entire miniature instant. American Girl kitchen setup that she's making TikTok videos of her cooking with her little hands in these American Girl kitchen. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'm sure it is. So I'm cute. Gonna, so I, I think I have to find, I think I have to follow TikTok. I have not. You are the kind of person that TikTok is made for. Oh, I know. Oh, well, the thing is. But is, you'll never leave your house. Oh. <laughs> You'll just, you'll fall into a TikTok abyss. So the reason I say this is because I was on the, Jake and I were sitting on the couch and he goes, you're going to see this. And he showed me a thing and it was brilliant. And then we sat there for 40 minutes. <laughs> see, I know <laughs> this goes, about you. And then he goes, look at this one. Look at, I mean like 40 minutes. This is minutes. what my daughter Ellie does. And you guys remind me of it's each other ridiculous. sometimes. I was absolutely in. And then I was like, I'm going to have to get it. I just I, I don't was, want to make anything more. I don't want to provide any more content. I give you guys all enough content. Yeah, you can just I watch just it. I just watch. Everything. I do have an account set up, uh, Stephanie's Dish, but I don't ever post anything there. Oh my and have you done reels on Instagram? No, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm getting kind of like, okay, you all the, got the good dance moves. That's fine. Like, I don't, this is the thing. That's not my content. That's not my, I don't deliver that. You I'm don't want to fall into I'm the dance like, moves? No, why do I need to do that? Like, that's, you don't need that for me. I feel like there's so many social media things that maybe one will just pass me by. Like Snapchat. You can actually let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's feeling kind of liberating. Yeah. Like, hmm, yeah. I never got into Snapchat. I'm not going to do Snapchat. No. No. Yeah. No. no. Hard to just get no. it all, get it all going on. No, I would like humanity and reality. I would like to like. I don't want that. <laughs> I'm so tired of that. The, I'm, the things are so real and so human. I could just like I live in a fantasy world and I'd be fine. But I think they're, I think on social media, they turn into not human and not real. That's my point. It's like when you're talking to someone, you can have a discussion with them and it's, there's a difference. Whereas you're reading, you know, on social media. Yeah, those I got feelings. trolled by a Megan and Harry account. I don't know what that Guys, is. We were talking on Jason's show about something, and I said, Meghan Markle bugs me. And the guy trolled me for like a week. I'm like, give it up. Nobody cares. cares. Nobody cares. I don't care. Hey, before we go, I want to make sure to shout out St. Croix Chocolate Company is open yes. in their cute little place in Marine on St. Croix. If you're looking for a little bit of a road trip today to get out there and look at something cute, you get rewarded with chocolate. I don't know how much more I can tell you to go out there, but go. Also, Moonflower Pizza at the backside of French Hen Cafe. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Ciao, ciao. And I think Elizabeth Reese is filling in next week, right? Oh, I think she is. Okay. We'll Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday.
Introducing a new offer from Xfinity. It's unlimited internet with gig speed and supersonic Wi-Fi. And get this, there's no annual contract required, no equipment fees, and a two-year internet rate guarantee. It even comes with a free Flex 4K streaming box. It's all just $50 a month when you add Xfinity Mobile with unlimited data. The Supersonic Bundle. Go to Xfinity.com gig, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store to learn more. Limited time offer. Restriction supply. Requires paperless billing and auto pay. New gigabit internet customers only. Xfinity Mobile requires post-pay Xfinity internet. After 24 months, regular rates apply to all services and devices.